Options activity has altered the investment landscape. Get an edge on this massive flow of funds with Tier 1 Alpha's Market Situation Report brought to you by Hedgeye. A daily newsletter of the latest moves in the options market and a weekly webcast featuring myself, Mike Green of Simplify Asset Management, and Tier 1 Alpha's Craig Peterson and David Pegler. Go to hedgeye.com research for more information. Hi, I'm Hedgeye's founder, Keith McCullough. If you like what you hear, you will love our investing research. We bring transparency, accountability, and actionable investing ideas to investors big and small. I'll put our investing process and team up against anyone in the world. Please visit hedgeye.com to subscribe and learn a better way to invest. Morning, I'm Daryl Jones, Director of Research at Hedgeye. Welcome to the Macro Show for February 27th, 2024. Got Keith in the studio here. No rain in Connecticut today. We will get right into it. Day two of Jonesy looking good to a bigger audience. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and thank you if you've been with us all morning. Don't forget that the process started quite a while ago. I think it's, uh, well, it started at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, we had our call already. We just got off that. I came into the studio and on to the next, which is the macro show. Top three things this morning in the notebook. Number one is going to be China. Number two is going to be interest rates, of course. And then number three, the sectors, which were playing to our favor yesterday. Uh, first on China, this is not new as of this morning. Again, the process develops. So again, this is a good example of not needing or wanting or having to call the bottom. You know, everybody who doesn't sell tops or topping processes all want to be long from the bottom on up after having huge drawdowns, but let's not get into that. Let's just talk about risk managing China. So China, we've been bearish for a couple of years now. Uh, it has now gone from neutral and then to bullish on trend, and we're, we're talking about the Shanghai Composite Index, not talking about the 10-year yield in China, which is pretty near uh, all-time lows. But we have, this is what it is. This is called the VASP, or the Volatility Adjusted Signaling process where uh, provided that we have a, a close north of 29.53 on the local market. And again, if I superimpose that into anything from KWeb to anything I could be buying that had, had not been long in or was short, EWH, which we were short for a while, CHIQ, China Consumer, they're all signaling bullish trend, definitely bullish trade, but bullish trend. Uh, and so does Dr. Copper. Now, Dr. Copper is a longstanding similar, similar set, as we would call it in fractal math. Uh, the pattern of it all being uh, copper would be demanded by the Chinese if China is indeed bottoming from an industrial growth or demand perspective. So again, uh, that uh, Dr. Copper signal is back to bullish trend this morning as well. Uh, so those are two big call-outs that you can be waiting and watching on. Again, I, I don't buy things after they go up. I wait and watch for them to correct uh, like we did in Bitcoin on Friday. Uh, you, can buy, you could have bought the, Bit, uh, the Bitcoin all you wanted all day Friday. And uh, people just don't do that. They chase it after it goes up, of course. Uh, then there's the circle there. Uh, when we told you that it went back to bullish trend on February the 5th, uh, but I digress. Uh, point number two, sectors. So uh, actually, point number three is interest rates. Um, so we get another BHL. You know what a B- BHL is? It's a big, higher low. When you get a BHL within a bullish trade and trend, the thing is most likely going higher. Okay, The probability is rising go- going higher. Uh, you, you, we don't do the whole thing, well, you said it. No, we do. We do what markets are doing. Big, huge difference. Right? And that, that can, again, annoy people. It can excite people. I just assume is do what it does, which is, again, a big higher low for the two-year yield at uh, 450, actually, this morning, uh, and at 418 for the 10-year yield, which is right at trend. Uh, trend for the 10-year yield is now 418, by the way. Uh, and this is ahead 
of a uh, event, which is Thursday, the, the personal consumption expenditure number, which every macro tourist is going to be watching, but doesn't have a model for or a signal. Uh, the signal suggesting that it's going to be a hawkish number. Uh, and again, we wouldn't disagree with that fundamentally in terms of our inflation models, which remain elevated, higher for longer in inflation we've been. Um, but if you look at the calendar on the Tier 1 Alpha data, you can see that there's not a lot of vol priced into that event. I mean, you look at this, it's going from, okay, okay we're going to go from like, maybe 11 to 13 on front month vol on, on something like that. I take the over, um, you know, for one, just like last week when I said you buy a bunch of not just Bitcoin, but related equities. Remember when I wrote that down on the board? Oh, the free access crew probably didn't see it. But I wrote the bloody tickers down, Coinbase, BLOK, et cetera, et cetera. And they, they're that, that basket was up over 16%, not a typo yesterday. So again, when we make observations, it's because probabilities are rising or falling in this case rising with interest rates. And then finally, um, if interest rates are set to rise, then the most rate-sensitive sectors that people tried to pivot into uh, are going to be surprising to the downside. So utilities is literally uh, and mathematically our only GICS level one sector that we're currently short. Uh, subsector, which is GICS level two uh, regional banks were also short, which were down yesterday. But this was down 2%. I mean, that's a, a great day on the short side. Uh, and yeah, I covered some because that's what I do after things go down or as things are going down. Uh, but rate sensitivity, this, this puts it full circle and should remind you, we're long cyclicality we're not buying a bunch of value shit that should go up if interest rates go down because our signal is that interest rates are going up. Got it? I know you do. Those are your top three things. Right. The Wisdom of the Bullfrog. We've cited this book quite a bit. If it's good enough for um, a dude who is the longest standing Navy SEAL, uh, that's who they call the Bullfrog because, again, you Navy SEAL types for people that know uh, of the organization that, again, uh, preserves and protects our liberties, and we're quite thankful for that. Um, they're, they're called frogmen. So the bullfrog's the older guy. And if it's good enough for him, it's definitely good enough for me to use it as a coaching tool. So that's something uh, that I did again this morning. He's got a great chapter in this book. And it's, for those of you that don't like to read, it's really small. Uh, I love reading personally, but uh, you can also listen to it. He reads it himself. He's a great speaker. Uh, his name is uh, Admiral William McRaven. Uh, but he has a great chapter in here. And the chapter itself has got a great title, does it not? It's, isn't the early look, uh, it's the early look quote of the day. I think it is the quote of the day. Is it about yesterday? Where is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Let's see. The only de- yeah. The only easy day was yesterday. Think about that. It wasn't easy for me to find this here. But the only easy day was yesterday. Now think about that. When you talk about the broadening of the rally yesterday, the squeezing, the mooning... The laser-eyed religion that is. So easy. Looking back, the only easy day was yesterday. Everybody on CNBC knows what happened yesterday. (laughs) You all know what happened yesterday. That's what happened. The hard part of the game is getting up and doing it with discipline and deliberate study every single day so you can probability weight what's going to happen today, tomorrow, the week, the month after that. Right? That's the process. What a lot of people do is that they don't have that. They don't get up when we get up. They don't go through the process every day. They just get lucky sometimes. Or when things go up, they moon, right? They hodl and they moon. That's great. That's great. But that's not what we do. We're for a certain community of people that wants to grind and or be side by side with a group of people like the Navy SEALs that's going to grind for them. Okay? So let's be very clear on that. Leadership made simple, but not easy. Okay? What we're doing is we're simplifying the complex uh, across 50 different countries, all asset classes, et cetera, so that we don't have to be a one-dimensional spy monkey.
All right. And thank you to subscribers who send me these cool hoodies. Uh, I wear a medium, by the way, and I like the color black uh, and navy blue. S&P 500 wrist range. Um, I don't know if, if any of the free access pass people that hate me are going to send me a sweater. Why not? Just send me one. Okay. Maybe we can get together. 49.50. Uh, would be your uh, big higher low there. Uh, 51.19 would be an all-time high if we were to see it close there. Now, there are plenty of developing on the margin negative signals inside of that signal that may happen intraday today or going into the PCE number, which is the PCE being mispriced as a risk itself. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, for kicks and giggles, book some gains on the long side throughout this morning or throughout the day because today is not Thursday. Again, today is Tuesday. And today on Tuesday says bigger, again, big, big higher low and a higher all-time high for SpyMonkey, which, again, is part of your navigator to making good decisions. Otherwise, as Jonesy pointed out yesterday, we're not long SpyMonkey. We're long S&P Momentum. That is a monster. Jonesy likes it. I mean, even, like, it just, it, it, it goes up more and goes down less. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's but, our answer. By the way, when you were talking about BHL, I thought what what came into my head was beer hockey league. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I need to get more focused this morning. That's not big higher low though. You're probably focused on the right thing. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you are focused on the right thing. Uh, you know, whatever your focus is, focus on that. But if your focus is executing on the market, uh, let's <laughs> let's let's make sure that you have uh, you have your rules based process in place. Uh, we talked about this uh, obviously. So the VIX. By the way, it fell inside a trend. So one way to get to this number here would see, would seeing this number. So when you look at the page today, for those of you that are new to our process, uh, if you were to see this, this would perpetuate this. Our process, our signal is price, volume, volatility, and specifically the, the, the relationship of volatility of volatility. I know that's a lot for people. That's why they use simple moving monkeys. It's easier, right? Anybody can use that. So again, don't use that. Uh, if, if it was so easy, I would use it. Uh, what we would do is fade moving monkeys. Like I, even Mike Taylor pinged me yesterday. He goes, oh, just wait till that apple breaks its 200-day 200 200 moving average. I mean, well, isn't it nice that the hedge eye signal was bearish trade, bearish trend before it did that? You, you prefer to have a signal that front runs the moving monkeys. Okay, that's why it's designed that way. He's just making the point that a bunch of people that wouldn't know otherwise think they know something when the 200-day breaks, which is, of course, the point. Uh, all right, so front run that behavior. That's what it was designed to do. Uh, what else we got going on for you this morning? We look at the volume yesterday, of course, inside of that. So it's the PVV. Uh, volume yesterday was okay. I mean, it was up 6% versus the prior day, but still down versus the one-month average. Me thinks you're going to have a bigger volume day on Thursday. Uh, again, when we have... Um, some macro tourist type news that uh, more people have to read and react to. Again, if, it's, if the read and reacting is to hire for longer on bond yields, uh, the market's already front run that with a down 2% day on the bongo board, as I pointed out on utilities. Uh, REITs, which should be, should, I should have had that on the short side. Of course, that was down as well. Uh, comms were down because Google broke trend. I reviewed that in the early look, if you want to look at that and how to risk manage the entirety of the process. Again, uh, I may be a little bit much to listen to, so are other people. Uh, so are you probably. But uh, the math is pretty straightforward. Now, the math, uh, if you're at the top end of the risk range, you sell some if it's a bullish trend. If you're signaling a lower high and you break trade in trend, that's bearish. That's what Google just did. We'll have to see. Um, we walked through that on the call, Jonesy. I don't know if, if you heard that, but um, we walked through the, the, the developing antitrust factor risk to both Apple and Google relative to Meta. Yeah. Meta is not signaling that. Meta is signaling a higher high in the risk range and a bullish trade bullish trend. So what's the difference? Paul Glencher walked through it. Apple and Google have that exposure for now. Meta does not. And you go on with your day. I really didn't need to know why on that, but it was nice. It was nice. It was a nice part of the car ride. 
like I usually do, right before I come in here and drove by the fire department. You know, salute to my to my dad and all those guys that serve in, in that in that fire department. While the rest of us are trading trading around doing what we're doing. Wave, it's great. wave to Pete Lydon. Yeah, wave to Pete. <laughs> you know, it's 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 good. It's really good. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, so inside of the tape yesterday, um, it was it was a bad day, right, for sectors, but it was a good day for squeeze baskets. So yesterday, like I said, Bitcoin sensitive basket was up uh, on the day. Bitcoin, BTC sensitive. BTC cents. These are Goldman risk baskets, okay, that they create so that all their prime brokerage accounts can have some fun while the amateurs have no idea what's going on. All right, so you have that. You have their most short basket, most short. And then, of course, because Goldman uh, Solomon really wants this IPO calendar to start to kick, you got the, the, the recent um, IPO basket. So these returns yesterday, <coughs> plus 16.4%. Plus 4.1% and plus 2. Point, uh, I do have to look at my notes. Apologies for that. Um, that one was up 2.5. S&P 500 yesterday, SPY Monkey, was minus 0.4 SPY on the day. That was actually the worst <laughs> Monday, Jonesy, since June for SPY Monkey. Does that say 16.4? Yes. Yes. Not a typo. So that's where the real broadening, squeezing, that's why the title of the early look says broadening, squeezing, and mooning. Because 16.4% in a day, what that's really telling you is that certain hedge funds that had that exposure on the short side or had two maybe the most short rolling basket on blew up yesterday. On a down day. I've been there. It's called, hey, McFly, the market's down today and you are short and you're getting killed. That means you're not generating alpha. You're the anti-alpha. Get out of here. You're short these things. And Mucker's long this thing. Yeah, you might hate Mucker. But you're getting fired today. And Mucker was long actually the one that was up 3.1%. Oh, let's, don't, 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 don't do it, Red. Do it, service. Plus 3.1% is the ticker IPO that we bought last week. Oh, Mucker, Mucker, you dirty little. Uh-uh. No swearing today. Laura told me. Some of her friends are watching. Robert McGordy here, Director of Subscriber Development at Hedgeye. Hope you're enjoying our podcast. Start generating alpha with our suite of Sector Pro investing research products. Dive deep into retail, industrials, technology, and everything in between with exclusive access to the sharpest analysts and actual ideas on Wall Street. Go to hedgeye.com forward slash research to subscribe. Enjoy the rest of this episode. <laughs> Single? Just kidding. <laughs> Greatest on for that, uh, Jonesy. You're always looking for an opportunity. Her knows yeah, better. Just, uh, what else we got? We got the flip line. You know what that is? Take a look at the flip. Okay, gamma could flip. I think it's more likely to flip tomorrow than the day after that. But just watch. If gamma flip slips negative, uh, you could easily have a two percent down day and a New York hot minute because Spy Monkey, the loan of the range, is two point three percent below the last, you know, the, the, the close. So let's just be very mindful that this game can change very quickly. Uh, if you're not mindful of that, you just know what happens after the moves, that's great for you. Uh, we'd prefer to proactively risk manage that using tools like Gamma Flip Lines. If you don't know what that is, please look it up on your own time. Uh, what else we got? Uh, look at the attribution yesterday. And by the way, the ball underwater is still in play here, too. Uh, I'll show you that in a second. But here, you had a terrible day for, for Google, which everyone owns, including us, uh, fundamentally. Uh, I can't own it personally because our analyst follows it. Down 9%. 
Whereas the, the shit, the things that kicked people in the teeth last week, Tesla and Pan W, remember that Palo Alto Network's down 30% a day? Those were the two good places to be. It was a squeezy day. In other words, you had to own the losers and you had to be short the winners to make money, right? So again, and again, and again, we found other places to make money, right? There are other places to make money yesterday. You didn't have to do that. It could be long IBIT and it could be long IPO, right? I'm not saying that our prior winners from the week before, BDRY, shipping was up yesterday because it wasn't. It gave back some of those 12% gains that it had last week. You know, but you got some pretty damn good moves here and things that we added to, and we're quite happy about that. Again, it's not, it, it doesn't matter. For you guys that are going to hate me for the rest of my life and I never became who you needed me or wanted me to be. No, 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 no. It's what's in my account that matters. That's all that, you know, even the people that don't love me that are in my family, that's, that's clearly what matters, right? It's what's in your account. Think about that. Not what people say or do or want you to be or need you to be. What's in your account? All right, uh, what do we get going on in Asia last night? Another rip-roaring fun night for us in India. Uh, that was up, uh, yeah, that's up, you know, up when the stock market in the U.S. was down. As you know, since June, when we added India, June of last year, when we added India to the long side, India has outperformed SpyMonkey. I don't need to outperform SpyMonkey. I have a far better process than being a SpyMonkey. And by the way, even if that's all you do, you don't earn fees or become you know, a very wealthy person in this business via the score. That's called beta, okay? But that, India, long India versus USA, continues to perform even on a daily basis. That's called a daily divergence. Uh, we already talked about China earning that. Uh, and uh, we've, we've also seen some alpha develop on the short side. I do have a couple shorts uh, still at the country level away from utilities in the US. New Zealand. That ENZL, I'm short that. I'm long, uh, I'm short, uh, uh, we talked about this with Rooster. I'm short of uh, Chile, ECH, that worked. Um, so again, these are things that we have on the short side. We're not running commando here. We don't run naked long. No, 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 I'm Irish. 49-year-old Irish guy. He's, again, he's, not, he's not running commando. Ever, right? Now, I could be really net long at some point, but you know, I'd say I'm sufficiently net long, and that's been working, but that's going to be less today because I'm going to be selling some. I did cover Spain, Jonesy, yesterday because uh, it got above trend. Somebody asked today, well, it's down today. Is it still above trend? Uh, it is still above trend, and that's it. Just deal with the next play. If you're the player that played with Jonesy, Buds, and I, if you played at the Yale Whale, and you live on your last shift, and it was a bad shift, you're going to be a bad hockey player. Focus on the next play, the next shift, especially if the last one was bad. The only thing you can do is get to the next one. I got squeezed a little bit in Spain yesterday. Took it off. Took that person. Put them in the dressing room. I played with Jeff Hamilton yesterday. He's going to score, right? So we go to we go to the next play. We get ourselves in a good position. That's how you play the game, uh, contrary to popular and human uh, behavioral beliefs. Uh, what else we got going on? Look at the Dax. You're not sure, still short. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, when you were talking, I was thinking. One thing that uh, I've really improved on lately is making decisions quicker at the right time. Oh, thank God. Like, you don't make decisions. To me, I can't make 50 decisions a day, but, like, you know, when you said, I think you were saying uh, Germany could become a buy or, you know, you know, shifting. So I covered it, and I just looked at it, and I kind of took it off my screen, didn't worry about it, and then... I probably saved myself 4% on the short side. Yeah, positive divergence yeah. Uh, this morning wasn't just in India, but INDA, EWG. Yeah. Because the DAX, EWG, so again, after a USA down day, where 8 of 11 sectors were down, India up 0.4%, Germany up 0.5% to a new cycle high. This is what makes the game great. 
you know, our, our other longs, uh, Sweden uh, or, and or the Dutch, EWN, not down. Okay? So again, you have a choice. I know nobody's giving you the opportunity, but you have a choice to change what you do, drop all your old wall baggage, 60-40 baggage, spy monkey baggage at the door, and start over again. You're going to like it. Right? It's called diversification across all of global macro. It's pretty, pretty tough to do, uh, but we're doing a better than bad job at it. Uh, we also got you out of South Africa. Remember that? That's down 2.5% last month. Nice job uh, on the signal being oil still bullish trend. So oil, copper, China, all bullish trend. If Germany is coming out of a recession, which again, look at the mean and mode of our, of our uh, G20 model. Guys, show that in quad, in quad speed. Um, so going all green, including China. Right? So this is called the global recession. So when people tell you there wasn't a recession, that's bullshit. I mean, Germany clearly had a recession. Jonesy, Jonesy Bud's homeland and my homeland, Canada, clearly had a recession. Most of Europe was in a recession. But that is yesteryear's story. So again, uh, you look at the bottom. Uh, sorry, pop that back up. Look at the bottom here. The, the median and the mode of the world, see this, was in a recession. Damn it, what's going on? Technical difficulties? No. Come on, right there. See this all the way up until here. Threes and fours are called the growth slowing. That ended in the third quarter. And as you get into the first, we have the Chinese growth story right here bottoming. Europe already in, you know, in Germany's case. Look at these. Four ones and a two in a row. USA eventually getting there by the back half of the year. Again, you're, you're, you've gone from a global slowdown and or recession in large part, you know, the U.S. industrial economy was in a recession. U.S. manufacturing economy was in a recession. U.S. small businesses were in a recession. Russell 2000 earnings, not in a recession. In a depression. Slide 44. Right? Um, and if you didn't know these things, because you're just, you just, it just, life just kind of sucks. Like, you've got to watch Drawdown Josh Brown and these clowns on CNBC. That's too bad. It still happened. Right? So we just want to make sure that you're relatively aware of that. So, if you get a breakout in Dr. Copper, the price of oil, Chinese stocks... You're coming out of a recession in Germany and in China. Would that be inflationary on the margin or deflationary on the margin? You know. Inflationary. Inflationary. Higher for longer and our interest rate signal finds another narrative uh, that is clearly one that is empirical as opposed to fake news. Uh, what else we got going on for you this morning? Uh, I, 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 just, I think maybe just a good spot to take some questions. Okay. Speaking of inflation, I don't know if you saw this yet this morning. Uh, did you see Case Shiller? I mean, obviously the Case Shiller made is a couple months lagging, but uh, it accelerated from 5.4% year over year to 6.1% year over year. Um, and we know that housing is about one third of CPI. Um, you know, we do think there'll be some comparisons that'll will, will help you know help on the inflation front. But if you know housing continues to accelerate. That's that's tough. What was the? Uh, it went five point four to what? Six point one. Six point one. That's the only thing I'd read today. I'd read books. I should, to be clear, I'll read books, but I don't read other people's bullshit. It's much easier to read that this number is this number six point one is higher than that number. That equals inflation go up. Just think if you reorient how much time in a day do you waste listening to unequivocal bullshit, minutia, garrulous ranting about nothingness, words, right? Just think about the amount of time in your life that you, you're not, God willing, I don't know how many years I have left. 
I'm not going to waste it reading other people's bullshit. This is an acceleration in inflation on what is, on U.S. inflation on CPI, what percentage of inflation is housing? Or what they call owner's equivalent rent? A third. So if a third of the number is at 6.1%, everybody needs to see 2%, can you compute the math, right? If a third of CPI is going up towards six, that's a proxy, of course. Again, I'm just trying to get you to think critically and accurately instead of wasting your time. I think that uh, in a lot of ways, the all-access pass for the week is an educational opportunity. Uh, take it for what you, what, what you want, what you need. I find it amazing that we're doing this every single day in our community, and people are out there loving AI and markets and everything like this, but they still want to be so old wall. It's almost like horse and buggy in terms of analyzing things like inflation. Okay, thank you, Jonesy, for that. Well, I, I, think I was in the car when it happened. Also, uh, you know, if you include oil, which is about 11, roughly 11%, you're getting close to 50% of you know, oil breaking out Obviously, housing up six point one percent. Jonesy's that's, doing, you know, roughly half of CPI. So Jonesy Buds just the, did a, a little similar set inside of my Dr. Copper, doing the same inside of the set. It's all piling up here. You know, this is what the bond signal is figuring out. Now, if bond yields were breaking down, I'd have other questions, but I don't. That's then, what simplifying the complex is. Do you, have you read about chaos theory, complexity theory, string theory? Any, anything that isn't old wall linear econ theory, simple moving monkeys, didn't even get a Nobel Prize. Like, these are really, really mundane, like, old, like, pre-internet type things that people believed, right? So, okay. And Fed Fund Futures for a June cut. June cut's now 60%. The start of the year was basically 100%, right? <laughs> well, March was 100 Yeah, and now, and now we're... You know, we're moving to where it's going to be a coin toss pretty soon, I would assume, with some of this data. Oh, boy. Now, a um, couple things in my notebook for those of you that, again, it is free access week. But what I really want in my, I said my dream this morning, Jones, did you hear about my dream on the call? Heard, heard a little bit, heard a little bit. My dream on the call was to have, for the hedge eye community to become the police, like the free market rule of law police on markets. Because I was talking about how Altice got marked up in a month end yesterday on a rumor that Charter is going to buy it. Like, you, you, there, there are certain hedge funds that are along Altice, right? They're not going to go to jail. They get to live large. They don't talk about it. it. It's over there. But we all see it. You know, I want to talk about MPW. I want the people to go to their congressmen and say, what the fuck? Like, what's going on here? Right? That's a dream. It's to open up the arc. That's why I go at CNBC every day. I should. It's the longest running comedy in cable history. But it is an opportunity for you to get your country back, right? We're going we're gonna to talk about the truth. We're not going to talk about your politics. We're going to talk about what is going on at these companies, who's manipulating markets. You know, like I have plenty of institutional clients that if they got mad enough, they would cancel, but evidently they haven't because they appreciate the truth, okay? So that's, that's part of a dream. That's, let's, park, let's put that in the parking lot there for a second. Now, let's do something that might... This isn't a dream. This is just kind of like as a coach, you want to see coachable players. Again, not the, those, those, yes, those of you that are new today, but the people that have been with us for a while. What I really want to see is you knowing exactly what to do with something. Let's use three big things within what is now the MAG4. Because <laughs> Google broke trend. So we have Tesla, Apple, and Google aren't magnificent. That's terrible on two of those, right? It's been terrible to be long Apple. It's been terrible to be long Tesla other than yesterday for a day trade. 
So let's look at, a, at three things. What did you notice, and you can see this daily, and it's only for people that are studying the process deliberately with discipline every day that they're, they're going to notice this, but that's the job, right? That's the job. Like, do you think Verstappen studies every single corner and every single thing that he could possibly encounter in, in a race? Yeah, so you like Verstappen. Oh, you see this new dude, uh, Nap, on the PGA Tour, he wins? Beautiful mullet, beautiful Canadian girlfriend, all that stuff. But the guy's got a really good short game. He didn't miss, like, a five-foot putt. Like, I, don't even, I, can't, I couldn't remember one all day. You like that, right? So you want to be that way? Let's get that way. Uh, Microsoft. Microsoft, I just want to, like, code this for no words. Not like, well, I really like their AI initiatives. No. Microsoft equals lower high price equals 416. Okay, I'm going to write this all down quickly. 416. Apple, Apple equals lower low price 186. And Google breaks trend. Why is this jumping around on me? At 142. You can ask Jonesy, is, it, is that what I wrote in my book this morning? That's what you wrote in your book. Right. So that's what I wrote. This is not a magic trick. This is doing the job. <laughs> this is doing, that's all I care about. It doesn't say, well, what is the valuation? You know, can I call my mommy? No. The way to look at markets, according to me, I humbly submit, is Microsoft signaled its first lower high. This is new. It had been signaling HHs, higher highs, at 416. Okay? That should say 416. Believe me, it says 416. Go all Trumpy and I. Apple equals lower low at the low end of the risk range at 186. That's, that's new. No, so lo- lower high at 186. Apologies. It also signaled lower, lower low. Lower, lower high, 186. The top end of the range for Apple for most of last week was 188 to 190. Google broke trend at 142. Last price was 137. These three things enhance, so instead of selling 50 basis points of longs that are working for me today, I might sell 100. Because we're going into an event on Thursday. We have some deterioration in everything that everybody owns. We already had a squeeze in what everybody's short. That typically happens at the end of a rally. And all that together gets me to make decisions where it matters, not where other people think that they know the game or whatever, in my accounts, okay? So if you didn't see that this morning, you should have, and I'm going to get you there, because these things matter more than any other thing. The deliberate study of things that happen at particular points in market and cycle time. It's not the moving average of things. It's not the valuation of things. Again, and if you don't understand that, please read The Misbehavior of, of, of Markets, which is the number one book I've ever studied and read by Benoit Mandelbrot. Okay, we're going to wrap it up there, coming in at 930. Have a great day out there. We're back at it tomorrow at 9 a.m. Thanks for joining today. And good morning from Control Room, everybody. Just a reminder, it is all at free All Access Week, as Keith mentioned. And if you scan that QR code down there, where am I, where am I pointing here? There we go. If you scan that QR code down there, that'll get you access to all of our uh, our products. If you want to try something out that you're not subscribed to, uh, a Hedge Eye product, check it out. 
don't know if you ever noticed those QR codes, but they pop up every now and then for events and anything that you're interested in. So check it out. We'll get a lot of uh, awesome Hedgeye products you can take a look at this week. Have a good day out there. Don't forget to check out Hedgeye.com to get more actionable investing insights from our team of more than 40 research analysts. And check us out on Twitter at our handle, at Hedgeye. This presentation is informational only. None of the information contained herein constitutes an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security or investment vehicle, nor does it constitute investment recommendation or legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice by Hedgeye or any of its employees, officers, agents, or guests. This information is presented without regard for individual investment preferences or risk parameters and is general, non-tailored, non-specific information. This content is based on information from sources believed to be reliable. Hedgeye is not responsible for errors, inaccuracies, or omissions of information. The opinions and conclusions contained in this report are those of the individual expressing those opinions and conclusions and are intended solely for the use of Hedgeye subscribers and the authorized recipients of the content. All investments entail a certain degree of risk and financial instrument prices can fluctuate based on several factors, including those not considered in the preparation of the content. Consult your financial professional before investing. The information contained herein is protected by United States and foreign copyright laws and is intended solely for the use of its authorized recipient. Access must be provided directly by Hedgeye. Redistribution or republication is strictly prohibited. For more detail, please refer to the terms of service at hedgeye.com slash terms of service.